When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. Each week, we spotlight members of the WordPress community. I'm your host, Doc Pop, and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and my contributions on TorqueMag.io. You can subscribe to Press This on Red Circle, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Mine is Overcast. You can download episodes directly from WMR.fm. Today's guest, Blake Wilson and Teresa Goebbels are giving a talk at WP Engine's Global Decode 2023. This is a developer's virtual conference that's happening on March 21st and 23rd. They're both software engineers at WP Engine building Faust.js, the headless WordPress framework for WordPress. And their talk at Decode is titled React Gutenberg Bridge, introducing the React Gutenberg Bridge, a headless block support for an even better editing experience. I'm super excited to have both of you all on the show. Blake, let's sort of just tell us your WordPress origin story, and then we'll ask Teresa the same question. Sure, yeah. Thanks, Doc. Happy to be here. Yeah, my WordPress origin story probably started like many others. I probably started maybe about 10 years ago, I'd say, just developing freelance sites. It's actually kind of my start to web design and software engineering as a whole um, was with WordPress, just building freelance sites for neighbors, local businesses, and stuff like that. And did that for a good bit of time, but then transitioned a little bit into Node.js, a lot of JavaScript-focused development work, um, doing backend and, and then also front-end with React, Next.js, and stuff like that. And then joined when I moved here to Austin, I saw the WP Engine building downtown. And uh, it's kind of funny, obviously, I've used them in the past for hosting client sites and whatnot and thought it'd be a perfect opportunity to join and take a look at some of the headless stuff that they've been working on. And Teresa, how did you get into WordPress? What's your origin story? Thank you. I started using WordPress a couple of years ago to build out sites for my lab work. When I was back in my past life, I was doing research in psychology, actually. And then over the pandemic, we had a major shift in what we were able to do with live human participants. <laughs> so I got into coding uh, more seriously. And so I actually had a major career shift during the pandemic in 2020. So I went to a boot camp to really, really cram it in there over the remote status that everybody had during that time. And I loved it. And it was very fun, very creative work. And I got more into React and JavaScript specifically using Node. And I ended up going to a Vercel uh, meetup. And that's actually where I met my team member, Blake. 
is uh, we were getting information from Vercel uh, only a block or so away from the WP Engine building. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's how I ended up here. But they all have very interesting WordPress origin stories. And, you know, once you got to WP Engine, it sounds like, uh, well, uh, Blake, it sounds like you were already kind of working on Node.js and uh, some of those things. I'm I'm wondering, for our listeners who are familiar with WordPress, can you describe to them what is React and maybe also break down a little bit of like what is Gutenberg? Sure, yeah, I'd be happy to. So in terms of React, React is pretty much a JavaScript-based UI framework. It kind of has driven the component-based architecture that we see a lot nowadays in modern front-ends to where instead of creating like an MVC or model view controller, you're actually creating components that pretty much derive based on what's on the actual screen. So you might have a component for tables or headers or footers. Um, and it just makes things a lot easier and more developer-centric to, to build UI. So that's kind of what React is. And then uh, in terms of Gutenberg, um, I'm sure a lot of your audience are, is familiar with this, but it's the um, block-based builder in WordPress where you can create paragraphs, images, and so on, columns, and um, use that as a block builder to view your WordPress content on the front end. Teresa, maybe you can tell us, like, the talk is about the React Gutenberg bridge, and we've just described what React is and what Gutenberg is. What is the React Gutenberg bridge, and why, why do we need a bridge? That's a great question. As Blake just described, you have React-based components on your front end, on your website's React-based front end. WordPress actually uses Gutenberg blocks. That's where it's going now. It's going to be a lot of Gutenberg blocks in the future. And it typically works seamlessly together if you are using a conventional or traditional WordPress site. But uh, in the case of Headless, it actually causes a couple problems, part of which is decoupling actually will break the ability to use Gutenberg block content in the editor in the way that it was like naturally built for. And that's what folks run into. There's no real streamlined way to translate Gutenberg blocks from WordPress to a headless frontend. So that's actually where the React Gutenberg bridge comes in. It's a bridge, um, <laughs> literally, uh, a way for the React base components to speak with the Gutenberg blocks um, in a headless WordPress site. A lot of people have like had feelings about Gutenberg for one or the other, and it is becoming kind of like the, the norm now. I think everyone's accepting it. But I'm just kind of curious, you mentioned, you know, that Gutenberg doesn't play well with with headless. Is this something that if a site was running like the classic editor, would it have similar situations? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, typically in in traditional WordPress, you've got you know, your publisher that's adding blocks to um, the Gutenberg editor, they click save and they see that on their on their front end, right? What you see is what you get. Whereas with headless, it's a little bit different since you're kind of uh, getting data either through WP GraphQL or the REST API, you're getting that data and then kind of reconstructing it on your front end. So there's a little bit of a gap there because, you know, blocks in Gutenberg and traditional WordPress have that interactivity. Say you have a slider in traditional WordPress, you create the, or you add the block on your editor and you can see the slider on the front end. Whereas with the headless world, depending on how you're getting the data, it could just be um, rendered HTML. And you don't have that interactivity. So the idea of the Rack Gutenberg bridge is to get that data from WordPress programmatically, all the block data, and then reconstruct that on the headless app. So whether you're using 
FaustJS or Next.js or Gatsby or what have you, um, reconstruct those blocks using React on the front end to maintain that um, component-based architecture as well as the interactivity, depending on what kind of blocks you have. Okay, yeah. Like you mentioned, that smooth, what you see is what you get experience. Even even in Gutenberg, even though it's not the WYSIWYG editor anymore, it's it's always kind of been a defining part of WordPress's use case. It's one of the pitches that an agency might say, like, this is a, a very easy, smooth-looking tool, uh, you know, out there with the best of uh, all the alternatives, uh, CMSs, and they don't want to lose that when they're going headless, right? Right, Blake? Mm-hmm. They want to they want to be able to keep saying, you know, this is still every bit as, as smooth and pretty, um, and then we'll take care of this kind of this this conversion to to decoupled, right? Absolutely, yeah. At the crux of it, I mean, you still want to preserve the publisher experience, right? I mean, I think everyone knows that that's a crucial part of WordPress. If you don't have anyone to actually input content and manage the content, uh, you know, the CMS doesn't really make sense. So preserving that publisher experience and making it as streamlined and as intuitive as you can um, is kind of what we're aiming for with this feature, the React Gutenberg Bridge. You know, when you go headless, the developers are happy because they can choose how to build friends. They can use a modern JavaScript framework if they want to, component-based architecture and so on. But the publisher is kind of left with this decoupled feeling where, you know, they may add blocks or content from the publisher side, but not necessarily see that when they, you know, visit the front end. So the idea here is to bring back that publisher experience and make it just like traditional WordPress where they can say, okay, I'm going to add this block and I expect this is what it's going to look like on the headless front end as well. I think that's a good spot for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Blake and Teresa about the React Gutenberg bridge. So stay tuned. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc Pop. I'm here with Blake Wilson and Teresa Goebel, two software engineers at WP Engine who are working on Faust.js and the React Gutenberg Bridge. They are both giving a talk together at Deco 2023, WP Engine's virtual developer conference happening March 21st and 23rd. And we are talking about little details of that talk, and I'm sure there's going to be well, there's going to be a lot better visuals, I think, on the talk than on an audio podcast. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more breakdown of like the technical side of things, too. I do want to get a little technical, though. Teresa, can you tell us about what are some of the requirements that a developer would need in order to use the React Gutenberg bridge? Good question. So the only requirement to use the WP GraphQL content blocks, uh, which I can talk about a little bit more in detail in a moment, is to have WP GraphQL installed and activated, of course. If you are using Faust, which you don't necessarily need to do, but Faust is a front-end framework that uh, our team actually works on, and it, it's it been geared towards ensuring that the WP GraphQL content blocks can automatically set up the proper tooling to register and render those blocks on the front-end. And React is just part of WordPress, and you know Gutenberg is part of WordPress, so... 
Mm. Um, those tools are what you're connecting into, correct? Yes, yes, absolutely. And before the show, Teresa, you were talking about a solution in two parts. Is WP GraphQL, is that like one of the parts? Yeah, let's get into that a little bit. So as Blake was saying before our break, there are solutions that exist, but they're not um, exactly scalable or intuitive enough for folks to use or in that way that headless developers expect. Um, and agencies are then left to kind of implement things their own way or from scratch. And so there's a lot of unanswered questions for folks. So like, what about styling or reusability or dynamic blocks or inner blocks? Um, and the solution that we built out for the React Gutenberg bridge takes care of that uh, in two parts. The first of which you've already um, heard, which is the WP GraphQL content blocks, which is a way to programmatically like expose those Gutenberg blocks so that they can be parsed and so that they can be read um, on the headless front end. So that portion comes up when you your website has that uh, WordPress backend with Gutenberg blocks, and that gets fed into the WP GraphQL content blocks plugin. Um, and that plugin will expose those blocks, the information that comes with each of the blocks. It's actually like a, a JSON object. It will expose that content to WP GraphQL. The WP GraphQL plugin will then pass it on to the second portion of the solution, which is a, a connector to facilitate the setup and the rendering of those blocks on the headless front end, which is the Gauss WP blocks package. And that will actually uh, enable customization and discovery um, and the rendering of those blocks in your app. And I noticed in just the uh, reading the decode description for, for y'all's talk, there seems to be a lot of emphasis on helping support the marketing team and put them at ease. Is this talk going to be, well, I mean, I'm kind of curious about like, if that is a big part of like trying to get these uh, decoupled sites to happen is like, you know, getting everybody on board, you've got the engineers on board, how do you get the marketing on board? Is this talk going to be kind of talking about how to do that? Or are we going to be getting a little bit more, more technical? It is a bit of a more technical talk. For those that are looking towards more or less the high level overview, I'd recommend uh, Jason Conan's talk. He's going to give a kind of a keynote on, um, I believe his talk is Go Beyond with Headless Powered by Atlas. And he'll talk about more about that in terms of like how um, the marketing benefits and whatnot. But our talk is a bit more technical. Um, but at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, you are right. It is a matter of... Um, you know, the developers are obviously on board. How do we persuade marketing and publishers um, to get on board with headless as well? And this is one of those things. This is one of those gaps that we've noticed that is stopping those from trying out headless just because the the experience right now is a little bit fractured. So we're kind of adding this bridge or creating this bridge so we can regain um, publishers and marketers so that they can know what they expect when they're creating content on WordPress. Is there more? coming to the React Gutenberg bridge that, that you can kind of tease a little bit about? I'm just kind of curious, like what the long-term plan for this tool is. Yeah, Teresa, would you want to talk about the roadmap a bit? Yeah, absolutely. It's something that we're really excited about, actually. We've got a roadmap. It's got five phases. We've just finished the first two phases, which I can talk about. Um, and we're currently working on phase three. So phase one was implementing a method to deconstruct and reconstruct the block data efficiently. Phase two, which was just completed, is a focus on tighter uh, integration with Gutenberg blocks for Faust, which is that second portion of the solution that I mentioned. 
Right now, we're working on uh, phase three, which is a focus on providing theme.json support um, and a reusable block library, um, which we've gotten a, a lot of a great feedback on. Folks are, are really going to get some good use out of a theme.json support. Phase four after that is enhancing the existing development and editing experience. And then uh, finally, phase five, we're really um, hoping to focus on supporting the wider ecosystem beyond core WordPress during that stage. So we've got a lot of fun, cool stuff coming that will hopefully really improve the experience of using Gutenberg blocks for folks, uh, both publishers and developers. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier with, you know, the marketing team needs to be brought on board. How, how are you all receiving feedback to kind of integrate into the product? Yeah, so we, we typically get feedback in a number of channels. Um, we have a headless Discord, so if any of y'all are listening or are interested in that, um, you can check it out on developers.wpengine.com. So just a place where headless devs can gather and ask questions and feedback. So that's one spot where we're getting feedback. Um, another one is our GitHub. So we've got um, github.com slash wpengine slash faustjs, um, which is just your traditional GitHub repo. We have issues and discussions there as well. Um, but those are kind of our two main channels where we get feedback from the community in terms of if what we're building is on par and if we need to make changes or, you know, depending on, on the users, um, you know, if it's working for them or not. Awesome. I think that's another good spot for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up our talk with Blake and Teresa about the React Gutenberg bridge. And we're going to talk a little bit about in the last bit about the Deco 2023 event and what we're excited about for that. So stay tuned. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Welcome back to Press This, a WordPress community podcast. I'm your host, Doc Pop, and I am with Blake Wilson and Teresa Goebel, two software engineers at WP Engine who are giving a talk at WP Engine's 2023 Decode event. This is the Global Decode 2023 happening March 21st and 23rd. It's going to be across different time zones. This is pretty cool the way that it's organized. So uh, there's APAC, North America, and e e I always forget how to pronounce that, uh, EMEA. But you'll have the chance to be kind of be able to tune in wherever you are and enjoy the talks. And this particular talk is about React Gutenberg Bridge, which we spent the whole show talking about. Teresa, are there any other deco talks that you're excited about? Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, there is one that is going to be provided by Jason Cohen the chief innovation officer and founder of WP Engine. It discusses how technology has shaped the power dynamics between designers and developers and marketers. And, uh, you know, as someone who has a robust psychology background for like on, on online interactions, it's one of my favorite topics. And so I'm really interested to hear what his thoughts are on the subject. He's a very thoughtful man, so I'm sure it will be really good. I, I love Jason's talks and I'm really into how technology does kind of, uh, we, we use the term democratize a lot, but it oftentimes kind of empowers different groups or maybe sometimes gives uh, more power to other groups. Uh, it's it's very interesting. Like I, I saw a talk yesterday about how video game technology uh, ended up changing how publishers make games. And it was so deep and interesting. And I, you know, kind of think a similar talk about, you know, WordPress, but uh, CMSs and things like that would be a really mm. uh, similar, inter interesting thing about like how, yeah, about how they might 
take away or give power depending on the technologies and, and the ultimate goals for making kind of a, a better experience for everyone. Uh, Blake, were there, were there any talks that you were excited about this for Decode? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny you say that, Doc, because I was just thinking about that as well, just in terms of, I think WordPress kind of speaks to that because I know when I first got started, you know, it's pretty cool to see that businesses can pretty much, uh, you know, power their own websites and manage their own web presences by using WordPress. So I always, I always thought that was cool myself um, to see the kind of power that WordPress can put in people's hands just to to manage mm -hmm. things and do things yourself. But um, there there is a talk that I'm pretty interested in, and it's uh, it'll be done by Jeff Everhart. He's on the DevRel team. It's called How to Build Your First Headless WordPress Project with ACF plus WP GraphQL. Um, so if you are new to headless, I'd actually recommend that one. It's probably going to do a deep dive into getting started with headless, with ACF, with WP GraphQL. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see that one as well. Right on. One of the talks I was kind of interested in is uh, when is it worth investing in block-centric building in WordPress, which is Brian Gardner, Sam Munez, Aruba, Phil Crum, and Catherine White. And yeah, they're just a lot of cool people and talking about like block-centric. I am seeing some really cool things being done with Gutenberg blocks lately. In particular, I've seen a couple software as a service kind of UI integrations built into a block that previously would have been like a standalone app or, you know, a different website you do something on. And now it's just like, oh, here's this awesome tool to generate an image based on words that I type. And it's a Gutenberg block inside of, wow. inside my post. It's so cool. So <laughs> I'm not saying they're going to talk about that, but I think, you know, just talking about when is it worth focusing on block centric building, I think is kind of fitting along with that. So if you're interested in checking out WP Engine's Global Decode 2023 event, the easiest way to find it might be to just type it into Google, WP Engine Decode. You can also type in WPENG.IN slash decode. So that's WP Engine slash decode. And that will take you there as well. It's going to be another fun event and it is, you know, a free virtual event. So check it out. And it's available in all those different time zones. I appreciate both of y'all joining me today to talk about react gutenberg bridge and if people want to find out more about what you're working on blake what's it what's a good way to be able to kind of keep track of the project you're working yeah absolutely um i really recommend the headless decode again you can find it at developers.wpengine.com there'll be a little button there in the in the nav bar but um, feel free to join that discord ask any questions you might see um i'll be on there Teresa's on there as well and uh yeah happy to happy to talk to you there and Teresa, do you have any other links that you want to help throw out at the end of the show? Yes. One thing I wanted to mention, um, as folks are, are following our journey uh, through our phases for the React Gutenberg Bridge, you can actually read what our team is up to on our blog, which is at faustjs.org. Um, that's F-A-U-S-T-J-S dot org slash blog. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate both of y'all joining me today. It's been great talking to you and I'm excited to see what you work on and to watch the Decode Talks with y'all. So uh, that's it for this episode of Press This, a WordPress community podcast on WMR. My name's Doc. You can follow my adventures with Torque Magazine at the Torque Mag on Twitter, or you can go to torquemag.io where you can see previous episodes of Press This as well as our weekly live streams where we interview several folks in the WordPress industry. So you can check those out on torquemag.io. And yeah, thanks again for listening to Press This. My name is Doc. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love spotlighting members of that community every week on Press This.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.